what is up everybody it is september 14th 2018 my name is brandon hassler and with me is the alex jones of tech mr matt hassler <laughs> wow only because of our topic today you've got a, a conspiracy theory <laughs> wow, like, to go over today listen listen i don't really like the, i don't i don't like you describing me like that all right <laughs> The global conspiracy to take down Android. It is a global conspiracy, all right? So, yeah, we're talking conspiracies today, uh, and it should be a good one. But uh, first, so so if you listen to the last episode, we talked, uh, we ended the episode with uh, Mr. Matt Hassler here bringing up the bold claim that uh, I should have pulled the audio, but uh, I, I can't remember if you said that Android is going to die or if Android already is dead probably whichever one sounds more dramatic already is dead and it doesn't even know it maybe yeah. that sounds dramatic yeah. dead and it doesn't even know it yet so we're gonna dig into that because i got a lot of questions about that but it wouldn't be right if we uh jumped into that without addressing a big event that happened this week which uh some of us didn't know happened until about 10 minutes ago so we had to delay recording to get briefed on it but this week apple unveiled its new phones i think it's the xs the xs max is that right uh and then the xr i shouldn't say 10 i shouldn't say x i should say 10 but i feel like now with like the the two letters it's going to be even harder to say 10 s and then 10 r how many how many people what percentage of people would you say most people say uh, 10 surprisingly most apple users well just most people i've talked to huh. and I don't know. I remember I recorded, uh, if you listen to my YouTube video where I talked about what phones do popular YouTubers use, which I, it was like a, several months ago, uh, you'll notice that when I say 10, it's, it's literally the exact same time I said 10, just dubbed over a bunch of times because during recording, I had like typed out the script and I wrote, you know, iPhone X and I was reading it as X when I was supposed to say 10. And so then as I was editing it, I realized I was switching back between X and 10. So I had to grab one of the 10s and then just like dump it over every YouTuber that was saying that was using that phone. So now if you listen to it, you'll kind of notice that it is me. So it's like, and so-and-so uses the iPhone 10 and so-and-so uses the iPhone 10. Uh, so it's kind of, maybe I just noticed it cause I was editing it, but no one had mentioned it in the comments, but now you know. But according, real quick, according to The Verge, uh, only three in ten people say it correctly. So, so the majority do say seven X. out of ten say X. Yeah, X sounds cooler than ten. It does it's like we're not Romans, we're Americans, we're American-made product mm, for the most part, kind of. I guess not really. Yeah, if, if anything, yeah. we should be pronouncing it in Chinese since yeah. that's where the phone's made. Rocky uses Roman numerals at the start of the movies, but. You know, no one says like Rocky IV. So you do say the yeah, you oh, yeah, say the you numbers, but the, the number. but the difference is X is not commonly used because not many trilogies get up to X. So it's true, and they even start with Roman numerals. X is the with X. easiest one to use, and nobody would even say I. That sounds like it's one. Is, X is a weird one. Is S a Roman? S. Yeah, because like they've had like the iPhone 4S. So then, could you backtrack and say, well, why didn't we say it, it was the no, iPhone 4 S is 500? Just a letter. All right. It's I don't not, know my Roman, Roman numerals. Numeral. No. Sorry. Well, you know all of them. It's I, V, and X, and then just a combination of all of those over uh, and over again. There we go. They don't teach this stuff. They just expect you to know it in school. I only learned about them just from the Super Bowls. I didn't teach it at the school you went to, apparently. They don't teach anything at the schools I go to. I went to school in, in the hood. We just learned how to stay alive and how to get the, lunch. Down in the dirty. Anyway, the the you so you saw some uh, information on the uh, on the new iPhone. Initial reactions. Um, Let's start before we get iPhone. to the phones. You were watching something about the Apple Watch, an update. Yeah, I would say the only thing they is made I, a claim that you're not happy with. Oh, the yeah, the the EKG thing, um, uh, like an electrocardiogram, and I could be corrected here, but I, my doctor told me I needed to get some sort of a blood pressure monitor for home. And I have found, uh, over the counter EKG, like stuff that will do an EKG for you. And maybe when we have a lull here, I'll try to look one up specifically, 
But so I did look up uh, TechCrunch did an article and it opens with uh, Apple COO Jeff Williams exuberantly proclaimed Apple's watch as the first to get FDA clearance as an over-the-counter EKG reader during the Apple event. While Apple loves to be the first to things, that statement is false. Thank you. Okay. So TechCrunch does back you up. They mention a live core. Uh, has held the title for first since 2014, since it's Cardia Mobile device. That's not even close. Four years. It's not like yeah. they... So four years ago, they were already... FDA had already given clearance. Yeah, because I actually found a smartwatch made by... Um, it, it's a it's a company. It wasn't Android-based. It's a company that makes medical supplies, but it looks... It's a slick-looking watch, and it did blood pressure... Uh, electrocardiograms, all this other stuff. It was that's all it did though was just like hardcore medical stuff. So th- this is the frustrating thing with Apple because that is genuinely a cool addition. Like it really is. But why lie? Why not just say, "Hey guys, we have an option now that was previously only available, uh, you know." five years ago through your doctor or, or from a medical supply store with like a prescription for the item and crazy expensive. And up until now, some items could do only this. Mm-hmm. You can now do this on the iWatch you already have. That's as cool of an announcement, if not cooler. And you're being honest. And yep. then people aren't going to hate on you. I don't get it. And they and they think these things through meticulously. That's the thing. We know that was not a slip. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that that's what bugs me is that they these are the little things that make people freaking hate Apple is that they come up and lie about stuff. Like just blatant lies. Yep. But anyway. Cuz yeah. that because here, again, to give you the positive spin on it, that's a really cool add-on. That is really cool. Yeah, well, and that's what this article is saying. It's like this is what Apple should have said is that this is going to be the first to matter uh, to a wide range. Apple owns seventeen percent of the wearables market, so about twenty-eight million units have already shipped uh, just in two thousand eighteen. And so, you know, these other bands that are being sold that are um, uh, what is it? EKG. I highly doubt they have sold anywhere near that. So this is like yeah. so what they're doing is really cool. But yeah, adding that claim that we're the first they to, keep, to they, get this. Well, and they could have even said like they've done in the past, like the first, because that's nuanced where you could say, uh, you know, well, what we meant by the first was like you're saying the first like mass production, you know, they could. But here he, he even goes to the extent of saying specifically that it's the first available over the count. You know what I mean? Like, I forget his exact sentence. You just said it, though. But yeah, he's very specific and that's what makes it a complete lie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The other claim that's getting a lot of heat is uh, their depth of field focus, I believe. So you can take a... I mean, the camera this year, if you actually watch the whole presentation, huge focus was on the iPhone camera because that's probably where they got the biggest upgrade. And it's very much them catching up to what Google Pixel has already been doing with the software side. of It, it was really a software type of thing. Um, but, um, their, their, their claim was, you know, they showed a photo, they they took a portrait mode photo essentially, but then you can actually in the camera after, when you're looking at the photo, you can adjust the blur in the background. And the claim was, let's see if I have the exact, um, word here. Basically they said this was the first, uh, I don't have the exact quote, but this is the first, this has never been possible yeah. in, with any type of camera and photography, even referring to like DSL DSL or DSLRs and stuff like that. So the claim is mostly true, but not necessarily true. They're making it sound like you've never been able to do this before. What that is, it's just a software thing. So the photo has been taken. There's a bunch of layers, just like what Google does with uh, the pixel, a lot of different layers. Um, but you could already do this even on the, uh, the iPhone, there's apps called like focus F O C O S and it's a free app and you can grab your portrait photos and then it just uses software to, to adjust, to adjust that. So the, so has it been possible for Yes. But because they technically built this into the camera app, they can claim that this is the first camera to ever do that. When really it's just the first native applicant, you know what I'm saying? It's the first native applicant, but it doesn't sound as cool. It does though. That's what (laughs) bugs me. Like, because it, because it, because 
consumers know more than they've ever known before because of things like YouTube. So when you tell me something true and you say, guys, this is the first native application, that is a big deal. Knowing I don't have to download a separate app for it, giving someone else my information, possibly having to pay for it, knowing it's built right in is cool. And it's cool because I know what they're saying is true. Mm -hmm. And now I don't have to question everything else they're saying. Here's my theory though. And here's the reason why Apple would look at you in this conversation and say, yeah, you're right, but we don't care. And the reason is, is because the guys like you who actually analyze this stuff and look at the stats are probably less likely to get an iPhone in the first place because you're doing calculations like, am I, is what, which phone is doing the most for me and whatnot. I have, I look at my Facebook feed this week. I've got friends who are super geeky and into tech and I've got friends who know nothing about tech. The ones that know nothing about tech have already pre-ordered their new iPhone, the most expensive one, and they had last year's, so it's the same phone. Those are the people that are just like, I'm buying it because this is insane. And the ones that are pretty tech savvy hold off and they're like, eh, is this phone really that much better than the one I have this year? Like Apple knows their market and the, and the people that they make the most money off of are the ones that don't fact check this stuff and they're just so obsessed with that Apple logo that they'll just drop whatever cash as long as you tell them it's innovative. Because they literally took last year's but, phone and made a software update yeah. and then put it into this new expensive heart. So you're rebuying the expensive phone you already bought last year. But I think even within the groups you just named, there's subsets within that. And the only people that are just, I mean, it's not like iPhone users are all dumb. You know what I mean? They're great products. So, but there is that group that just has to have the first thing. And that same, the person that's that dumb or that like careless about really breaking these down, he's just as convinced if you just squeeze in the word native. It's still first. Oh, they just hear first. This is the first native application. Like, sure. Boom, that person's sold. Oh man. And then they don't have to look like, a f like an idiot when their friend goes, well, you know, that's a lie, right? Yeah. What are you talking about? They said it on the show. <laughs> well, no, it's a lie because I, I have this app that does that. Then that person, well, yeah, but they said it's the first time like that an actual camera can do it. Okay, well, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't think it's enough because it continues to double down on the thing that I don't even think they're as bad as they used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. About some of their claims. So it's almost like they're throwing away all the improvement they're making. And, and the argument that, well, they're making more money than ever. Of course, they're making more money than ever. Like once you have as much as them, it's kind of hard to stop. They'd have a hard time stopping making money right now. They have so much. Yeah. There's a movie about this called Brewster's Millions. It's hard to spend that much money even if you want to. It's true. I learned that through Breaking Bad. Yeah. Walter White had more money than he knew what to do with. There you go. So uh, that, that, that in and of itself is not an example that this is working and it's a good thing. Sure. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Just as I looked at this conference and have talked to people who are kind of like more of your average consumers, um, I think if you are an iPhone 8 user or below, I mean, there's still a lot of people use the iPhone 6, the iPhone 7. I think you look at this, it's like, yeah, it's probably time to make an upgrade if you want to stay in the iOS ecosystem, which is a great ecosystem, then this is a great phone. I think if you're a current iPhone 10 user, then this is not worth the upgrade unless you're just loaded with money or you're getting it free somehow and you just are looking to do something with those dollars, then sure, buy it. But it, it is kind of annoying how they essentially, like most of the big features were stuff that they could have technically pushed through a, a software update. It was really just a lot of good software upgrades. The SIM card, the dual SIM thing, you mentioned that where you can have two phone numbers, pretty cool. That is I'm cool. not sure if that can be accomplished through software. I'm sure if they really wanted to, they could well, figure could, out a way to use their existing phones to either invent a new type of SIM card that yeah. can hold two things, um, but they'd make more money just, let's just put it. Well, yeah, they've got the to come out, they have to put out a new phone every year. And that's the other thing, like, I feel like before technology was, was, was growing so fast, that it made sense to put out a new phone every year. Whereas now it's like, maybe we don't need a new, like the technology is so good with our phones. Do we really need to be putting out a new phone each year? Um, or does it just come down to a business decision where Google and Apple will be like, yeah, you're right. You don't need to buy a new phone every year. Like they're perfectly well, good, but 
when we put them out, people buy them. So why yeah, would we not do that's it? That's exactly what it is. They know you don't have to, and they would probably have stopped by now if they were trying to do it. I mean, they used the same design five, six years in a row. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even this, even last year's radical quote unquote radical redesign wasn't much of a radical redesign and that's not a knock on Apple. There's not many places to go. We yeah. now have thin slabs that are comfortable to hold and mostly screens. Like they're just not, there's the, the we're, as, we're about as far as we can go. So the fact that people are buying them is why they're doing it because in their minds, they're not doing anything wrong there. It's like, well, people keep buying them. Yeah. So why wouldn't we, you know, I, so I, I don't have a problem with that necessarily. And uh, I was just saying this to you before we started. I think I like their long-term approach where, you know, even though they're still the most expensive phones by far, they're offering rehashes of their old products at much cheaper prices. You can get a, um, you can get an iPad for 329 that will use the Apple Pencil. So for 429 plus tax, you can get, it, it's not their newest version, but it, it's it's a it's an item that would have blown people's minds five years ago mm-hmm. um, and you can now get it for a pretty affordable price there's nothing frankly on the android side for that price that works as good as it i'm probably holding right here the closest thing to that which is the uh, samsung chromebook pro yep and even then this pen isn't it doesn't it's not quite as good for art i think it's way better for everything but art than the Apple Pencil, including the fact that I could put it in, it has its own housing spot in the actual laptop. Yeah. But yeah, it's the 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 Acer tablet that they put out, Chromebook 10 tablet, you know, for educational. Mm-hmm. A lot of advantages if you're doing it for kids who are gonna beat it up. Not nearly as refined and nice of a product. So, th- so they really are hitting, like they've got great options on the cheaper end now. Yep. Um, which is cool, I like that, but but again, I guess I guess my whole point of what upset me about seeing a couple of blatant lies is that it's like, well, you guys are actually kind of doing things right now, you know? So why not stop lying about stupid stuff? It's totally <laughs> unnecessary. And it just and it just kind of makes people feel like nothing's changed. But anyway, makes you question everything else they say, I guess. But the dual sim thing is the thing that stood out to me. If I saw that right, it appears as if you can basically have two phone numbers on the same phone operating simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to look into that a little bit more, but I would say weirdly, if that's true, that's, that's the coolest feature I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a uh, it was, inter- this definitely was not, I think the last iPhone, I think the biggest step has been the iPhone 10, which for Apple, I mean, that was the biggest change in terms of design. Uh, in a long time, but not necessarily in the overall phone market. But it is what it is. People will uh, still buy, but I don't think. I don't. Even, I mean, the iPhone 10 sales didn't do as well as they anticipated. It's also because they launched it same time with two other phones. But switching from Apple to over to Google, Google has announced that their Pixel 3 event essentially is going to be on October 9th, which. Uh, I thought it was going to be on the 4th because the first two were always on October 4th. Um, now it's on the 9th. And there is a landing page already created for it. It's just a big three on there. Have you heard the theory that... Uh, they faked the um, the notch? Yeah, well, not even... I've, I've heard theories that the notch is fake or that, yes, the notch exists, but that there's a third. Oh, the ultra? Th- the ultra. But see, that was a rumor last year, too. But this year, like... The, the 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 conspiracy is strong here and the, one of the big reasons for that is um, right now Google is currently collecting videos from they've been reaching out to youtubers who have had negative reactions to the pixel 3 asking permission can we use like five seconds of this clip and they and there's like screenshots of the emails that uh, Google's marketing or PR team um, is reaching out to these people and they're all videos where people are freaking out about how lame the design is. So mm-hmm. the theory is, are they putting together some montage for the event? Uh, basically either saying like, yeah, this none of that was real and let's laugh at these reactions. Here's the real phone. I don't think that is the case. It, it seems like, and then there's supposedly there's leaks of uh, different uh, images or commercials where they, they may have accidentally uh, put like the bezel list, like 100% bezel list, Pixel 3 Ultra. 
mm-hmm. on there, but I have heard a theory that yes, the notch and all that, like, cause the phone honestly is not like, I feel like it is actually a step down in terms of looks compared to the pixel two XL. Like it's just a, it does, doesn't look good but we, when you, when you compare these other ones. And so it, that is one theory that, yeah, the whole, like the leaks were so obvious this year, like so just bad. It had to have been on purpose by Google and they're purposely leaking out these like not finished models that are kind of ugly to, to add some element of surprise or maybe they're fine leaking those because the real phone is gonna be the Pixel 3 Ultra just like Apple did minus the leaks with the iPhone 8 and everyone's like, oh yeah, this is great. Uh, it's slightly better camera, a little bit faster. And then it's like, but wait, there's more, the iPhone 10. And then, whoa, there it is. Uh, I, I don't know, do you have a, yeah, it, I, I, I most guess, of it is wishful thinking. I think. I think people are just generally just like, I really hope this isn't the Pixel Three because this is not impressive so far. So I'm just going to convince myself that Google's better than this. We'll see. So, yeah, based on the hardware, um, if you have, if you're a two XL owner or a two owner, you know, there's not doesn't much look reason. Like much, although the two is going to be bigger, right? yes so right there i think is a re- i think the screen is going to be bigger a little bit um so that's that's a that's one of those kind of solid reasons the two will have the bezel list finally like they didn't do this last time where right. the two had the big bezels they're getting rid of that which is nice and it's so and i think it's going to be like and there won't be a notch yeah no it'll notch. basically be the pixel 2 xl on a smaller yeah device but not that much and well it's a thing it'll be it'll be easier to hold but almost as big of a screen as the 2XL. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a 5.5, and this is what, a 5.9 or something, or 5.9? I thought this was the 5.5. Is it only 5.5? I think so. Because I've heard the Pixel 3 is going to be not the not XL. The Pixel 3 is going to be 5.5. Pixel 2. See, we need a guy where I can be like... If Apple has a 6.5-inch phone, there's no way Pixel is going to have... Pixel 2 has a 5-inch uh, AMOLED display... And, and I the think, Pixel 2 XL comes with a six inch. Okay. So now look up Pixel 3. I think it's. So that up. means the new iPhone Max is a half an inch bigger yeah. than the Pixel 2 XL. That's big. I remember the, the Nexus 7 was a seven inch screen, I believe. Well, yeah, but see, what we're forgetting here is Apple's not competing directly with the Pixel. I don't think there is concern. They're, no, they're, they're yeah. worried about Samsung. I'm and thinking Samsung's about just had, size, though. Like, what, what, when do we hit a point where a phone is just too big? Well, the Note sells. You know, the Galaxy Note sells, and that's I and how big is that? That's six point five. I'm pretty sure has been the, for the a new while. one. Yeah, well, it's always been pretty big. So, but yeah, the Google Google's five point five inch Pixel three leaks for the first time. So, so you're gonna have a five point five inch phone that's gonna have a smaller form factor, like six point three. Wait, what six point three? Uh, sorry, uh, I was looking at Note 8. The skimpier... The Note 8 was a 6.4. What about the Note 9? Yeah, you'd think it would tell me that first. 6.8. Well, this is annoying how I can't get the exact... 6.4. For the 9? Yep. So it stayed the same? That is big. So it's basically the same size. Yeah, well, they went 0.1 bigger. So they could, you know what I'm saying? Those things matter. That's exactly what they did is they went 0.1 bigger, but it's got the pen. If you're, if you want a phone that big, you want the pen. The S pen is the area where Samsung, I, I just don't get why I know so many people who love the S pen and I love the S pen. First time I've been able to use it is on a Chromebook. I just don't like Samsung's UI for phones. That's why I haven't used it. But my Chromebook looks exactly like Chrome OS like normal. So don't have to deal with Samsung's crap there. I just get a great product with a S Pen. Um, anyway, but but uh, the Ultra, the reason that might hold some water is because they bought so much of uh, HTC's. Yeah, yeah, and that's unit. that's what's weird is they just bought this talented team and then they released the same phone. It just seems like it doesn't add up. And HTC's last big phone was the HTC Ultra. It was the it was the HTC 11 Ultra, something like that. So they're they're definitely pulling stuff from H- HTC. Was the first ones to do the squeeze. That's where the squeeze size on the sides came from. HTC is has a phone now, I believe that's out that has no buttons. Uh, you tap the sides like where the volume bu- buttons would be. 
Isn't that how? I mean, that's how the Pixel is. Well, no, I mean, it's still got, but you still have volume buttons. Oh, I, oh I'm talking getting rid of everything. It's button free. Hmm. So it's complete, which makes it, of course, easily waterproof other than your jacks, which I'm sure they can coat something in there. But anyway, so I wouldn't be surprised if there was an Ultra because. Well, you don't need jacks because now you got wireless charging well, yeah, and Bluetooth headphones. I, I mean, that's true. You could. And that was the other big news is uh, this is the first time Apple will not be shipping out uh, an adapter. No adapters, no really? headphones. Uh, so it's like for you poor people who yeah. can't afford, just go buy the seven hundred and fifty dollars. Well, because they're still not a, they're still not very good. So they they feel. Options. I think I think they even brought up courage again, but their courage has paid off of like banning it. Now they're taking a little bit more courage. So courageous. and uh, yeah, so like, courageous. It's very courageous of them. Courageously making people. Their buy finance them. Yeah. team took was that was a big courageous move. Well, to not ship with that. So not much. So that was it. No. Uh, well, I guess they don't normally do MacBooks at this event, do they? That's the sometimes thing. they do. It seemed like the focus this time was um, it was mainly um, uh, the watch and the phone from everything I've seen. I didn't see much with like I know the last one they did a lot of Mac OS stuff. Oh, no upgrade to the AirPods. Um, not that I have seen. I, I didn't watch the full event. I just have like read highlights mostly focusing on the phone mm. so we're talking we're talking pixel 3 here talking iphone and uh, a lot of this blends in nicely with today's big topic and that is the claim that you've made that android is either dying or it's already dead and it doesn't even know it or maybe it does but the public doesn't hey realize as andy bernard would say i, lo- I love the drama I'm a total drama queen. <laughs> I hate the drama. Do you remember that episode? I do. I've seen it. I've seen the office way too many times. You, you love drama. You're right. I'm a total drama queen. That's great. <laughs> I was being a little dramatic, but I don't think I am far off. And, and I'll tell you what really spurred it was when uh, I saw the news that Chrome OS would be receiving the ability to have notches um, because that's a big deal. You know, I, I think I think there's a lot of obvious things with Chrome OS that everyone knows about that we've already talked about, which is um, th- that it's definitely taking over tablets. Android on tablets is all but dead. Um, there's really no one doing it. And there's a core difference though. This is what really makes me think they're moving away from Android, at least as a brand. So. A lot of people may have heard in the past few years, Google's had a lot of problems with um, antitrust lawsuits. So the European Union sued them for something like four billion, like the, or hit that you know hit them with a big fine. And what this all stems from, I'm going to butcher a little bit of this, guys, but it's close enough that if you don't know about it, it'll give you a little insight onto it. And if you know more, um, I'd love to get your input on it because this stuff's all pretty complicated. But basically, what they gave him the fine for is they were saying that they were stifling competition because Google owned one. They made the case that, look, Google's primary product is its search. Okay. So Google, which is true. They started out as a search company. So now they have Android, which um, is the world leader in systems, uh, in uh, operating systems for phones. So Android, they're saying it's unfair that what Android did is they said, Yes, it's open source, so you can make a fork of Android. But if you do, like Fire OS, for example, anyone who takes Android and makes their own version, their own operating system using Android is not allowed to use Google products. And anyone that does use Android, um, so, so if you're Samsung or if you're Nokia, anyone who's just making an Android phone, has to include Google's stock apps um, on the system. So Google search, the Play Store, all that. So the European Union, what they said is, look, you're stifling competition because if someone like Amazon wants to take Android, turn it into Fire OS, and then sell their own OS, they are not allowed to, you're saying they cannot use the Google Play Store. And this becomes pretty confusing when you think about it because it's like, well, 
of course they wouldn't want them to do that. It's their operating system. Why, you know, if people aren't going to even, you know, put their apps on there at all, or if they're going to rebrand it completely, then it's theirs and they should have to make their own store, you know? Because uh, Amazon wanted to put Fire OS on a lot of different devices. They wanted to start working with other manufacturers and have Fire OS be a competitor to Android. So you can kind of see where Google's coming from saying, well, yeah, it's open source, but if you're going to compete directly against us, you can't do that. At the same time, the European Union is a good point because they're saying, well, Android is not your core um, business. Google search is your core business, and you're just utilizing this in a way to force people to use all your products. But there's secure. Android always falls back on the whole security thing that will look it. You know, they can do it if they want to, but mm -hmm. it just means they can't use certain things that are branded by us because we don't believe it's secure enough. Yada, yada. It gets pretty confusing. Um, but, but, but a couple things have come from this is one. I do think Google's name definitely got dragged through the mud just a little bit, but it's a pretty big name that a lot of people know. But Android, in addition, kind of got dragged through the mud. Um, and they're in this weird spot where Android is neither a darling of the people who like high-end stuff. It's that's obviously iOS, um, and Android is losing favor with their core base, the people who want to tinker with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so what better way to appease everyone and get out of fines than to say, "Hey, let's minimize," even if they don't kill off Android completely, which I don't. Again, I don't know the details here, but I don't even know if they can. If it's considered open source, I, I suppose they could stop um, supporting it and working on it. But I don't know if they can just like remove Andrew, it. Android. Yeah, Android's open source. It's, is it? Is it not? I mean, that's why Amazon can make a fork off of it, right? I thought um, Android is like like a it's based on the Linux kernel. Like like Mac OS is based on Linux. But, right. the, but then they've taken Mac OS and made its own, right. um, you know, trademarked whatever type thing. But but then everything is based off Linux. Isn't Android just based on something else? Well, th this is the stuff where I'm not a programmer. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I genuinely I'd love it if if we've got someone listening um, who really gets this stuff, who'd love to. You know, we could even set up like a Skype calling or something like that. Um, but but if you give us some info on this, if, if someone has a really good way to to describe this to us, we'll totally credit you with whatever you send us. So send away. But it, it, we don't need all those details right now, though it would be interesting. But the point is, um, the Android brand, if you've noticed in the last few years, it just isn't being pushed a lot. When it is, it's being pushed outside of the U.S. Android One, Android Go, and it's being the branding of it is being pushed towards lower end devices, almost like starter type devices, people who don't have the high end device or, or, or great internet access. Um, so I think it might continue to exist, but look at what they have in Chrome OS. Uh, the difference between a Samsung device running Chrome OS and a Samsung device running Android is that the Chromebook so I have, I have a Samsung Chromebook, which I would have never bought a Samsung tablet because Samsung can't touch. They don't put a skin over it. You know what I mean? My mm -hmm. Chromebook looks the same no matter who made it. So that so Chrome OS is vastly superior to Android in that sense, in the sense that they have really tight control over it. It's really simple. And and by having Android just be something that feeds into it silently, it can stay simple for people who want it, which means with Android right now, as it gets better and better and better and more complicated, you need better and better devices to run it unless mm -hmm. you unless you're using a different version of Android, Android Go, Android One project, which are literally different versions of Android. Whereas Chrome OS is just uh, it's just simple and it will always be simple. And you can you can have Android apps run on it. There's rumors now that you're going to be able to run Windows on it. There's there's rumors that some manufacturer manufacturers will even make but a button so it's super simple for the 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 most simple of like a user who can just flip a button on the side and then that opens up the ability to flip to Windows, but but by having that it's like they it's it's like they get to keep this really simplified version of their operating system Chrome OS, but they can continue to expand 
its capabilities through integrated sources like Android um, or even the option to flip over to Windows when you need to use a specific program, but then you can operate in Chrome OS all the time. And Chrome OS, when I saw the notch, that's when I realized, okay, they they haven't released, Google has only released one, uh, officially one tablet, which was the Pixel C. Um, the Nexus one that they did with HTC was, again, that was technically um, a Google product, but Nexus devices were still branded with the manufacturer on it, still said HTC on it. It was still sold on HTC's website. So the Pixel phones and the, the Pixel line of um, hardware is really the only stuff that's been fully, truly Google. And they made one tablet that they put almost no effort into following up on. It's completely dead. It's not supported. And there's no evidence whatsoever that they're going to attempt to move into that direction any longer. Mm -hmm. There is rumor that the next um, Chromebook, the uh, or the next, uh, yeah, the Pixel that's coming out, there's going to be a two and it should be detachable is what most people think. So they're done. I think they're done with um, tablets. It, any, any, any Google tablet is going to be simply a detachable Chromebook like uh, like some of the t- detachables that already exist. HP has one or it'll be a full blown. The Acer Chromebook 10 is a tablet, but the, it's called a Chromebook still, even though it's a flat out tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're done with tablets, I think. I don't think they're going to put any effort into just a single form factor tablet. And and because Chrome OS is looking more and more like Android with every single update and giving the ability for notches, I, I just can't imagine why you would need a notch on a Chromebook. I can't see the reasoning. Well, so I'm reading that... The, when, I talk, when I'm searching for notches in Chrome, it's not the Chrome OS or the it, it, it's it's supporting primarily for mobile devices because right now Chrome browser does not officially support notches. So like if, if you're on iPhone or, you know, some of the new Android phones that now have notches, the Chrome browser. So Chrome 69 is supposed to get if it hasn't already um, get a update that will make it so your Chrome browser will officially work within a notched display so i don't know if that gives any hints towards like oh chrome is becoming more mobile friendly it seems like it's more so the chrome browser which most people use on iphone as well as android right now that browser itself is not the web browser is not not friendly and it seems like that's what i'm reading is the um, it's more of just like the web browser type thing well and i see what you're saying but the fact that Chrome OS is virtually just the Chrome browser at its core. You know what I mean? I, I get it's more than that, but it, but Chrome sixty nine is referring specifically to to the browser to the web browser. Yes, I get okay, and and, and I apologize. I should have clarified that. But when I but when I saw that um, there 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 is some other stuff about Chromebooks. There there are I have read rumors that people are finding code that is hinting towards. Chromebooks and 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 I and I I need to grab that um, and and post that. But point is, when you look at all of, there's not like a single smoking gun. I get that. There's not like one thing where it's like, that's it. Android's dead. Well, were you telling me about Google Fuchsia? So Fuchsia, yeah, is uh, the operating system that a lot of people believe will eventually just take both of them over, mm-hmm. um, and and will run across. Because my understanding is that Fuchsia should have the capability to run on everything, like like you know home devices, mm-hmm. your refrigerator, your watch, your it'll encompass all this. I'm interested, and I'd I'd love to hear a programmer's perspective on. Does that mean that it, everything gets rewritten and and Android apps just work with it, or does Fuchsia just have the ability to effectively encompass and bring in all of these different operating systems seamlessly? Um, it, it, it's interesting, but we also know Google, the existence of Fuchsia doesn't mean that it's going to happen for sure in the same way that the existence of Inbox didn't mean that Gmail was going away. Google yeah. loves to have 50 different products going on because they then they can have a legit user base using it, working out the kinks, and then they take those things they learn, move it into the main product, kill off the old product, and they never had to screw with their main product in the first place. And Google tends to just have a 
community of users who are okay with the fact that they kill these things off all the time. By the way, did you hear inbox or killing? Yeah, it's dead, right? I mean, full it, it, March next yeah, March, year. Yeah, but which I'm like a hardcore inbox user. Are you? So I was very. So do you feel disappointed? Do you feel like they've made enough changes? To, no, like no. The, the 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 thing about inbox that's so appealing is the simplicity of just like I mean everything can like you you have one left side navigation like it's mainly like when you're downloading the inbox app and the Gmail app on the phone. Yeah, there's virtually no difference on those but on a desktop experience uh gmail is so much more complicated and there's so many just like there's so many things to do and it's like i just want a simple list um and, and i get that they've imported a lot of features over but it was the simplicity of just how clean it was and like it just felt way more organized whereas gmail has so many things in the left so it's like why not just keep inbox keep experimenting and then just, you know, put those over. But maybe they feel like they've reached a point where um, inbox is just taking too much focus away from Gmail because Gmail is never going anywhere. But but yeah, I and, and yeah. I am reading this Android Authority article. This is from July. They're kind of predicting that uh, Fuchsia, Fuchsia, whatever you say it, could replace Android and Chrome OS in the next five years. Google did come out. Um they haven't completely denied that they're working on replacing Android, but they uh, they did say that there is no five-year plan to replace Android with Fusion. But uh, I guess to answer one of our earlier questions about what is Android an offshoot of, according to this article, both Chrome OS and Android are Linux-based, uh, whereas Fusion is not based on Linux. It's actually its whole new system, similar to Linux, uh, but not attached anyway and yeah it's expected to be able to run on tvs tablets laptops phones yeah. all that stuff uh completely free and open source you can get it on github and people can contribute to it and whatnot but we'll see and that's why th this is why I, I envision android dying at minimum in the sense of a brand because you have you have google you have chromebook these are things that are not a specific type of operating system. So if Chromebooks suddenly started running a different operating system, you don't lose your branding. You know what I mean? You don't have to start calling it something different. It's still a Chromebook, right? Mm -hmm. um, that you're not lying if you continue to call it a Chromebook. Uh, the the Google Pixel and you know Google's line of phones, since since they stopped calling them Android, you know they can replace it with something else, and they don't have to tell the public that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's no branding that needs to be done because just like Apple, Apple could completely change iOS. It'd be tough because that's such a well-known, everybody knows iOS, you know? But at the end of the day, it is an iPhone first before it's an iOS device to the public. So they could put in a whole new operating system. And as long as it works, people don't care. They just know it's still an iPhone. And so I, I, I've seen Google slowly go away from um, moving towards pushing Android as a household brand to just stopping. I just don't see it any longer. Like it's, it's talked about on tech blogs and stuff like that, but it, th there's no effort whatsoever, in my opinion, at least not a growing effort. If anything, it's a, it's just a, it's a severely shrinking effort to move away from the word Android. And that's after they had those great commercials, uh, you know, whatever that was three years ago where, that, that was such a good commercial where they went through all this. It was like, and photos and this and whatever. And then Android, it was a, it was one of the best commercials Google's ever made. It was the first time I was like, Oh wow, they can, they can make advertisements as good as Apple. Cause normally they just couldn't even touch Apple's mm -hmm. marketing. That was really good. And, and at that time I thought maybe, okay, Android, they, they're really committing to Android, but then you watch them just, totally bail on the pixel c i mean i almost bought one of those and i'm so glad i didn't because everyone who bought it knew it okay it's not going to work good as a desktop even though it's got a um, detachable keyboard but the assumption was if i get this android's going to make it usable very quickly yeah. and they not only didn't do it quickly they just abandoned it they quit talking about it like i know a lot of people that were very happy with it as a tablet but uh, nobody felt like Google supported the idea of it becoming an actual like work device. And it's because I think that's around the time Google decided to bail on Android. And I, and I just think there's too many financial reasons. Um, and 
and and, and they, they they have too many brands out there right now and they do need to consolidate and i i just don't see any evidence of why they would rally around the android brand when it seems like they're doing the exact opposite and it doesn't even seem like the best thing chromebooks are officially love them or hate them mainstream everyone mm-hmm. knows what a chromebook is now you you cannot argue that their attack on education the idea of going in through the educational door was completely genius and the fact that you have android apps on there now those kids are not calling those android apps my kids use chromebooks and those are apps on a Chromebook. Those are Chromebook apps. That's yep. what they call them. They don't know the difference because the Android branding just isn't anywhere on it. Yeah. Well, I would uh, I would guess that one reason Android or Google may have been downplaying Android is because now that they are in kind of the smartphone manufacturing game, um, they don't necessarily want to be because before it was just like, yeah, buy any phone that uses Android because from what I've read, they don't make any money directly from like I don't think Samsung pays Google to license. They're mainly making money off of um, ads within Android devices, and then like the the Play Store uh, right. with with, and that's you know they're so they're kind of indirectly making money. Whereas I could see, especially where Google's consolidated, they just consolidated all of their advertising, so it's no longer Google AdWords and Google AdSense. It's just Google Ads, and then you've got YouTube, and you had like Google Play Music, and then all of this stuff. Now it's just like YouTube Music. Yeah. Uh, like they're trying to consolidate a lot of their properties. Uh, Google Pay, I think it used to be called Android Pay. Yeah. Now it's Google Pay. I could see them now that they had the Pixel and they're starting to take that more serious. Uh, basically, because you kind of have stock Android and then you have everyone else's Android versions or versions of Android, like what Samsung does, LG and whatnot. And I think for a lot of people, Samsung historically, and I've gotten a lot of crap for this on YouTube, but I think they like companies like Samsung have bloated Android so much that it puts a bad taste in right. people's mouths. When they actually use like a clean stock version of Android, like on a pixel or a Nexus device, they're like, Oh, this is actually pretty smooth. And that makes sense. It's not uh, like even when I use a Samsung phone now, I get lost. I'm confused. Um, and so I could see them rebranding to like Google OS or something like that. And um, even with Chrome, like Chrome, I feel like most people, when they hear Chrome, they think web browser. They're aware of Chromebooks. They know the Chrome web browser. A lot of people probably don't realize, even if they have a Chromebook, or maybe if they have one, but if they've heard of it, they don't realize that, oh, it's like literally just like a web browser. That's like the whole operating system. They just know it's called Chromebook. So I think there's still like, I don't know. I think it was kind of a stupid name to open up like a Chromebook. Like why not call it like a Google book? or something and then to have like your own like really just like mimic what apple does because everything's going to be compared to how apple names things and whatnot and google's at the point where it's like i don't think anyone's going to care if you're copying the style they do things but it's like just call it like the you can call it the chromebook or the google book but then it's just like google os yeah. um because you have you have mac os you have ios and yeah so it's interesting but it's interesting because there's just so many areas to think about but one one thing that kind of plays into this little bit different of a subject but did you see that fortnite what they did uh with android with android i i've seen a million headlines i've never really looked into so they details they skipped the play store so it's you download it directly from their website which and they have instructions to go here's how to go in and turn off the ability to or turn on the ability to install unknown apps, which it's already led to tons of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then a lot of people are going to forget to turn that off and download. People are going to get used to downloading apps from a place outside the Play Store. Um, this is another reason I see Google wanting to get away from Android is because if they can find a way to slowly move their Play Store into Chrome, into Chrome OS or Fuchsia, whatever it is. And Fuchsia is not ever going to be the real name. That'll get rebranded into something else. Yeah. But into a system where it's more Apple-like, where they're saying, look, for, I mean, the reason Fortnite went through the um, the App Store with Apple is because you don't have a choice. They mm-hmm. do not allow their phones, unless you root the phone and lose your warranty, you can't download an app any other way. So 30%, they are losing 30% of every Fortnite purchase on an Android phone. And, and those are going to, you know, that's going to be a lot more than, their, than, than Apple. You've heard of instant apps 
from right. Google, right? Yeah. They announced that last year. I think that's going to be something that uh, they, but, uh, for perhaps they foresee stuff like this. And this is kind of a way to like get more people to install apps from browsers. Like I was watching a Vimeo video that I accessed from Chrome. And normally you get the pop up. It's like, do you want to watch it on the web base? Or you want to download the app? Whereas this one was like, do you want to instantly do the Vimeo app? It's like, yes, they didn't have to download anything, but suddenly it was like a full app experience. Like you were using the YouTube app, but it was Vimeo and I watched the video and that was really interesting. So I could see, I, I see them, yeah, slowly not focusing on the Play Store as much, but more so just making like you're searching for a solution, you find it, and then you can either try the app or download the instant version and in that sense, you see, I guess you probably just did a, be a way better job describing anything I said of why I view Chrome as the OS. Like Chrome itself is the OS. I mean, it, 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 that's where it's moving. So I, I don't know. I it's all very interesting. I just but but I stand by it. I don't I don't think people are going to be saying Android a whole lot in five years. It, it, even if it exists in some form and is being utilized, it's not going to be talked about the way it is right now. I see it. I see it as a brand at minimum going away and possibly completely going away. Um, one quick question before we wrap up that I have for you, I don't know what else you have, but uh, as a uh, digital marketer, what's your take on Google killing the URL, the www? What do you mean? The, have you heard about that? Um, Chrome no longer shows www any longer. Is that so? So if I go to Facebook, because I know Facebook uses, like I see it on Facebook right now. Well, look it up real quick. Maybe it hasn't hit your update, but it will no longer appear, which I know I know somebody pointed out um, there's a couple websites that could cause phishing problems because there's people who have websites that are like www.www.tumblr. And so in that case, it senses the both www's, pulls it away, and it just says tumblr.com. So it appears to be the right site. Why do I not see anything about it? I might be searching something. I just typed in Google no longer show www. I could try Chrome. Not showing, but Chrome address bar. You getting your you getting your news from fake news websites? But assuming that's the case. I would imagine it's a cosmetic thing and not a uh, anything that like affects SEO hmm. or anything like that. Well, like it would make sense. Like, yeah, if they're trying to clean up the browsers. So, I mean, cause you have the protocol, whether it's an HTTP or an HTTPS, and then you have the actual subdomain, so to speak. So it could be like blog.website.com or www.website.com. Uh, I mean, no matter what now, in, in 2018, your website should, whether you type in the www or the non-www, either way, the one of them is going to redirect to the other one. So it's kind of pointless. So I, I could see how it would still function. But if they choose to hide it, then, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine it's just a cosmetic thing. But well, yeah, so I found an article on it, but I'll have you read up on this because I'm curious. I don't. In fact, I don't even want to get your quick opinion on it because it probably will take a little bit of uh, looking into but this is something we can talk about a little more because from what I read, a lot of people thought it was a big deal. A lot of people thought it was literally like you're saying, just a cosmetic change. Um, but there are some people that thought it would cause um, some SEO problems, would cause some uh, problems with things being less secure for, you know, maybe a, somebody who's not quite as smart, you know, uh, when they're browsing. And mm -hmm. there were some there's a lot of conspiracy theories on why Google would want to slowly, completely kill the URL off in some fashion. That's interesting. So, I'll have to read anyway, the article. They'll send it to you. But oh, uh, I forgot that was uh, I read that one on Alex Jones. Website. Another one of your uh, Infowars. That makes sense. It's all true. It's I need to true. type in Infowars. No www. As you can see, my shirt is off right now, so there's no way I'm lying. <laughs> um. All right. Well, so that was interesting. I, I do agree. So, um, yes, I, it's not as uh, crazy as just Android dying. I, I do think Android will be around for a while, even if it's, I mean, even if Google makes the change, I don't think they're going to make this change. Let's say, for example, the Kusha, whatever it's called, 
I agree. Fuchsia. I don't, I don't think they're going to actually uh, fuchsia. Yes, I don't think they're actually going to call it that. They're probably going to name it something simple like just Google OS or something like that. Uh, and that could be. I think it's the most re- realistic contender to kind of replace. I think, yeah, personally, that that both Android and Chrome OS will um, are, are at risk of being replaced. But I think companies like Samsung, companies, uh, other ones, like I feel like uh, Apple or sorry, Google is trying to become less like Microsoft and more like Apple in trying to just like have their own dedicated ecosystem, whereas Microsoft just makes all their money off of licensing to HP and Dell and a lot of different computer manufacturers, which there's plenty of money to be made that way. But if Google wants more control over their brand, they're going to have to do something like uh, what Apple does. But I think there's different different Im, uh, implications in the U.S. than there are worldwide. In the U.S., so it's a very rich country overall. Um, and so companies like Apple do well. Outside of the country, Apple does not do nearly as well as Android because, uh, you know, a $200 phone is a huge luxury item yeah. in many countries. And so you can only play, like if Google is trying to become that global company that Apple is not in terms of market share, then well, and here's, it might not be the best strategy. This is interesting too, because just as you pointed out, and I kind of said a similar thing, which is a lot of these problems are happening overseas, different laws in different places. You almost have to have different brands. Uh, Google, a lot of their employees just shut down the idea of them going back into China, you know, by basically working with the government because they viewed it as enabling. I think that I think that's actually a very deep conversation because in reality, even if you're giving into, well, I shouldn't say in reality, I'm saying there is a side, there's an opinion that the one side says, well, yeah, even if you're helping them censor, it still puts Google out there. You know what I'm saying? It still makes it more likely that over time they can erode away that censorship. Whereas if they're not even in the game and China is just using their own products where they're censoring, there's never going to be an opportunity to help end that type of thing. So who knows, maybe one of these operating systems becomes the thing that has its own search, its own thing that can technically do different things, um, but without having the branding problems, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, I think while Google creating and killing a billion different products constantly um, is annoying to some extent, I, I see them tightening that up in the US and in other, you know, more just up-to-date tech-savvy companies. And, and, and I see them continuing with the same strategy everywhere else. And I actually think it's smart. I think, I think in the long run, it's going to work. Well, you heard it here first, folks. The exclusive from uh, Mr. Matt Hassler himself. So yeah, this will be uh, it'll be interesting to watch. But uh, definitely, yeah, the 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 OS game just overall, whether it's phones, uh, laptops, tablets, all that stuff, it's uh, definitely becoming more and more. Um, f- uh, what's the word? It was very wild west, but now it's a lot more. A lot more formed it's we're starting to see what it's actually going to become i don't think we're there yet i think there's been a lot of theories like are we going to just go pure tablet one day is everything going to be a laptop that or is everything just going to be in the phones and that's why phones are getting a little bit bigger to where people are just running their businesses off of phones uh we'll see i think there's a lot of a lot of direction out there but or it might just be the same politics and drama for years and years and we never and just just this is just how it is we'll see but uh, interesting discussion. So uh, that's, we'll go ahead and wrap it up with time here. But I uh, really appreciate you listening to the show. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, iTunes is the only platform I know of that lets you leave reviews. That's the only reason I say it. I don't even listen on iTunes. I'm a Google podcast guy myself, uh, formerly Google Play. But I've switched over to their podcast app, which is pretty nice for the most part. But yeah, leave a review. It helps a lot. Uh, and more importantly... Take the take that earbud out of your ear right now and uh, lean over to a friend and sit, tell them about the Tech Audit TV podcast and how it's changed your life. Also, check out the Tech Audit TV uh, channel on YouTube. Just Tech Audit, or sorry, youtube.com slash Tech Audit TV. And if you want to reach out with any feedback, uh, Matt and I were just talking before the show about how we do tend to talk a lot about phones. Uh, and uh, obviously, it's tech is, is much, much more than just phones, although phones tend to dominate the headlines. And so naturally, it's it's easy for us to put in our two cents 
on it and we use phones every day of our lives. So phones are a big part of technology. But uh, if you have topics and stuff that you also would love to hear our two cents on uh, or even to maybe even call into the show and discuss, we could work that out. Uh, hit us up, techaudittv at gmail.com or just go over to Instagram, shoot us a message at techaudittv and uh, we'll be sure to get back to you. So until next time, I don't know. We'll just see you later, I guess. No fancy exit here. Have a good day, man. There we go. Peace.